Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make him known in your daily life. Enjoy. Perfect. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing, and whatever the father does, the son does also in like manner. Okay? I had this vision. I was in the back, and I was like, Lord, what's on your heart this morning? And I had this really cool, simple, simple, simple vision, but it was me standing. I was right here, and I saw the Lord right here. And it was just real simple stuff. Stuff he was doing, I was doing. Like, he would move his arms. And then I saw this massive brick wall get in between us, and I could not see what he was doing. I no longer could see what he was doing. And, I, and what I felt the Lord was saying is that it's in the moments where we try to move things by our own hands, we place ourselves in distance from God, unable to see what he's doing. Therefore, we cannot reproduce heaven. Right? When, when you choose, I'm going to show you this in a second. When you choose to do things your way, when you choose to do things your way, you're actually coming out of disagreement with Jesus. You're, pl- you're playing into the separation, right? And you're unable to see what he is doing. We need to be doing, if Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing, how much more important is it for us as well, right? And let's all be in a position where we've all said, you know, whatever it may be, we, we're, we're going through a season now, went through a season, prophesying in Jesus' name, where we had to do what we saw the Father doing. Or else, I don't think we would have made it. We had to do what we saw him doing. But in having to do that, you need to have your eyes on him, understanding what it is that he's doing. It's very, very hard to see what someone's doing if you're not close to them, if you're not keeping your eyes on them, if you're looking every which way. It's very difficult. All right, follow me on this. So the word sees is the word blepo. And it means to look at properly. Okay? If we are not looking at Jesus properly, we can still miss what he's doing. If we are viewing Jesus as a judgmental, get out of my face, you're a failure, you messed up again. If we are looking at him through that observation and not properly seeing him, we'll be, we'll be unable to do what he's doing. Do you catch that? If we're not seeing him properly, we will not be able to reproduce what he is doing on the earth. We need to be able to see and observe properly what it is that he is doing. We need to see him rightly, right? Like, you can't just go, I can talk about how good he is all day, but you can't just live off of my revelation of him. You need to be able to see him rightly for yourself. And a lot of times in the Christian walk, some of the reasons why we aren't living faithfully when there's compromise, when there's burnout and all these things, it's because we're not properly seeing him. See, we serve a God that does not slumber. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't grow weary. This is who we have to lean on. This is the father that, that, that we can look to and say, whatever he's doing, that's what I'm going to do. But if we're not seeing him rightly, we'll miss it. You know, there's been times where we've ministered to people. I'll never forget, we went to Walmart one time, and there was this individual there. And God had given me a word for him. He was dealing with some different things. Um, and uh, and, and, with, and, and with, uh, he was like suicide and some other things. And I remember we were like, God wants to, I can't remember exactly, something about his calling and stuff like that. And he told us, He's like, I don't believe any of that because I think that God is mad at me for times that I've messed up. I can't think we were like in the beans aisle or something. And uh, he was like, God's angry at me. He was viewing God as a father that was keeping record of wrongs. 
And because of the way that he, but that's what he thought was true. He thought God was up there with a, with a checklist saying, you messed up here, you messed up here, you messed up here, you messed up here, and was holding those records of wrongs against him even if he asked for forgiveness. This is what he thought. So we were to pray for him. We were to, to break this thing off of his life. It was such an amazing moment, but I'll never forget it because I was like, man, this guy was truly living out of the revelation that that's who God was. And he was like, yeah, that's who he is. That's, I love him. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, hold on. And so he lived his life out of the way that he incorrectly saw him. This is why we need the Holy Spirit to lead us into this truth. This is why relationship with Jesus is essential. Daily sitting at, this, sitting at his feet. Daily getting into his presence. Talking with him. Getting into his word. Whatever it may be. Because we have to be doing what the Father's doing. That's it. Right? Jesus had no plan B. We hear that all the time. Amen? This is a blueprint for each and every one of our lives as born-again believers that have said yes to the call of God that will have to face him on judgment one day. This is, the, this is our call, is that we say, we want to do what you want to do. Will we miss it? Yes. Let me just say that. We will. But he is so graceful in those moments. He doesn't cast you away, right, and say, oh, you missed it, you're done. That's not how he does it. Let me, l- l- listen to this. This is so cool. All right. So it says that uh, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees a father do, for whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. Let me break that word down for you. It's the word homoeus, and it means in like manner, similar or equal. Now, this is what I want you to grab. This is what we're going to take away from here. So the son of man does what he sees the father doing in like manner, meaning... If I tell you to walk straight to that wall and touch it with your left hand, you don't walk to that wall and touch it with your right hand. Equally, in like manner, meaning you do not deviate from the process of what God is saying. Look, I've been in that place with him where he's like, this is what I want you to do. And it doesn't look like what I thought it should look like. So I start to actually create a plan myself and cover it in the blood of Jesus. I've been there. And a lot of those who have led something in some way, whether it's your family, whether it's a ministry, whether it's managing a job, those Christians, you've been in that place where God told you to do something, doesn't really make a lot of sense, so you do it and you're like, okay, I'm in the middle of nowhere, let me start to create my own plan. And let me say that that Jesus is is baptizing this. Let me form it, well, why? Because your gaze, somewhere along the lines, is you're not looking properly at him, therefore you're not able to do what he's telling you to do. I was just talking with Mama Donna and Ron earlier. We were talking about faith, and, you know, one of the things that's been on our heart, and it was like, you know, faith, you don't know you have faith until that faith is tried. And we said it the other day is that trials and storms come to expose and test your faith, right? We find ourselves more often than not in wilderness or desert times during trials. In my life, this is just off experience, when the blessing and mountaintop seasons in my life have been there, I haven't found myself in that many trials. Why? Because my gaze is upon him in a different aspect. Because things are good. Like, can we be real? Like, because things are good. But then when things start to start to shake and start to topple over, then you're like, whoa, hold on a second, God, what's going on? Then you start to get a little more like, ooh, you're taking an account of what's happening all around you, and you find yourself in trial after trial after trial, and, and you start to actually say, okay, God, where are you? What's going on? And that's where your plans that you thought you had become non-existent. 
Come on, I'm not talking to anybody in here right now. If we're not seeing him rightly or doing what he is doing, we fall not only into disobedience, but into a place where we actually start reproducing our own kingdom. Ministries do this all the time. Ministries are always producing their own kingdom. They're, they're, they're putting out the things that they long to see, that they want to see. Pastor Trina Houghton used to always say, uh, uh, is it good or is it God? Is what she would always say. Because there's good things, but is it a God thing? And, and, and when we find ourselves in these moments of wilderness, trials, whatever it may be, if we're not looking properly at him, we'll create our own plans and we'll put God's stamp on it. And then when we find ourselves up a creek with no boat, with no paddle, with no shoes, with no clothes, unable to swim, we're like, God, why'd you bring me here? And God's like, that wasn't my plan. I told you to take the exit after that one. What are you doing? You took two exits before. Right? When we look at him properly, Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself, but only what I see the Father in heaven do. And equally, I will do what he tells me to do. So in the small, in the big, what is he calling you to do? This is why we say there are no risks in the kingdom because God never fails. Risks are associated with the potential of failure. God never fails. Now, we can, might say it sounds a little risky because it's like, whoa, that's scary. I don't, I don't know about that, you know? A little scary. I saw my first 3D movie last night, guys. It was awesome. So Jesus, <laughs> I don't know, I just thought about that. I was thinking about water. I don't know how to swim. And I was thinking about what I just said earlier about, man, Lord, I'd be so scared being out in the massive body of water. Sorry. Anyway, I was just thinking with the Lord for a moment. You guys ever do that? You're like talking, but you're still talking with God somewhere over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's our spirit, right? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, you have to be in position yourself to be able to not only hear and see him properly and rightly, but do what he's calling you to do. Here's the last thing I'm going to say to you. This is something Jesus said. This is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. A few scriptures after that in John 5, he says this. And this is what he says to the religious leaders. <clears throat> this is what he says to the people that are around him that are either talking about him, gossiping about him, not believing him. This is what he says. Your approval means nothing to me. Because I know that you don't have God's love within you. Your approval means nothing to me. Because I know that you don't have God's love in front of you. I know that you're not living out of God's love. It's not within you. You're not living it. You're not producing it. A lot of times, as believers, we react and respond out of people's approval that means nothing rather than his. Think about it. You live, sometimes in the church, in the body of Christ, we live and react out of what the devil is doing. And God's like, why are you worried about him? What are you doing? But we live and we react to the enemy or to someone's approval that means nothing. Can I get an amen? Come on, guys. We can probably, all of us, pass this mic around and say times where we were disobedient to God, but we reacted because of what something said. Somebody said, and we took it into our own hands. We heard somebody say something about us. We heard this. We heard that. Maybe a situation happened. Jesus says to these religious leaders, your approval means nothing to me. 
He shows us something in this. This was scriptures. This was still in John 5, a little later, after he said, I only do what I see the Father do. Well, why? What happened? He actually healed a man, and the religious leaders turned up about it. I'm about my father's business. I'm only doing what I see the father doing. And so I want to say this, and this is how we're going to end this thing. Ask him when you're alone with him, are there any areas in my heart where I'm not seeing you properly? And are there any strongholds that have developed in my mind based out of the way I've been seeing you wrongly? See, because this is a big thing. It's not enough to just be like, yeah, I've been seeing him wrong in that area. But there is a fortress in your mind of distrust, of worry, of doubt, of burden, whatever it is. There is this fortress that's in your mind that God is wanting to crush. So it's just not enough to ask him to reveal that area, but also to deliver you from that fortress or that stronghold that has been developed in your mind. So I don't want just the revelation of it. I want to walk out of it so that when that issue happens again, my response is totally different. Why? Because I'm only doing what I see him doing, and I know he's not worried about the crap here. Quote that. God ain't worried about the crap here. He's not. He sent his son in the midst of this crap. (laughs) He knows what he's doing. He's got it all figured out. As my man Luke Eggers would say, it's all rigged. I mean, it is. He wins. It's done. It's over. It's a done deal. I remember one time Joel Osteen, years ago, I was watching this, this video from him. He was talking about praying for people. And he said, would you go through 40 no's to get to that one yes? I've never forgotten it. I even used that in my sales tactics. I never forgot when Joel Osteen said that. Would you go through 40 no's just to get to that next yes? Would you ask 40 people if you could pray for them and be able to go through all the no's just to get to that 41st person to be able to say, yes, I need prayer? You've got to live in response to what God's calling you to do. You've got to see him rightly. You have to know what he's calling you to do. If there's any separation in between you, like that brick wall that I saw, you're not going to be able to see what he's doing on that other side. Those are the distractions. Those are the things that are being built up in your life that cause you to not see Jesus rightly or see what he's doing. So the next time the enemy comes to you and he tries to make you react differently than what God would do, say, your approval means nothing to me. I don't need to be right. Can I be open and honest with you? There are a lot of times that I could have called somebody or went on Facebook and tagged their name in there and said, this person was wrong about me and they've been blasting me. Oh, hold on, let me screenshot this. There's been many a times where I could have gone on and defended myself. I'm just going to be honest with you. This has happened a lot. There was a ministry that we were a part of years ago. That was, we had like six leaders all wanting our heads because we were, we were made youth pastors of the church. It was crazy. So much witchcraft and demonic. We could have been like, you know, but instead we said, God, you fight our battles. Why? Because we saw him rightly, and we knew that he was our defender. We knew that he was our vindicator. And so we stood in that revelation, and we did not react to what people were saying. Why? Because their approval means nothing to us, because it's not coming from love. Okay? So I want to say this to you. Ask the Lord. Just get alone with him, and just say, Lord, are there any areas where I'm not seeing you rightly? And out of that, there has been a stronghold or something in my mind that has developed that I keep living out of that. This is why I truly believe, okay, this is just me, why I believe 
that sometimes we go around the same mountains over and over and over and over and over again because we don't deal with the stronghold. So we acknowledge it, right? We put a flashlight on it, but we don't put a torch to it. Put a flash. We, we, there it is. I see it. There it is. But we don't put a torch to it. We don't do what's necessary to cut the head off of that thing. So we find ourselves going around the same mountains. That thing still has a head on it. And that thing is still shining and it's still in our life. We find ourselves mountain after mountain after mountain. But Jesus says, I put the enemy to an open shame. So let's live in response to God. Amen? Stand with me, beloved. Let's pray. Let's hug next. Let's drink some coffee. It's Sunday. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. The weather outside is great. Ah, it's so good out there. I can't wait till it gets like 10 degrees. Go outside in flip-flops and shorts and ah, just bask. <laughs> ah, just bask. All right. Let's hold our hands out. Let's just receive. Super